Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, March the 2nd in 2022 on When I Rise. Today and today only, we are in year C and Ash Wednesday. This is the beginning of the season of Lent that will carry us all the way to Easter week and ultimately to Resurrection Sunday just a few weeks from now. And so there is a separate liturgy on Ash Wednesday uh, during this week. We'll get back to the first Sunday of Lent liturgy tomorrow. And so out of all the passages to select from, from the Revised Common Lectionary, I'm going to pick Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 6, and then 16 through 21. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 6 and 16 through 21. Be careful not to display your righteousness merely to be seen by people. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father in heaven. Thus, whenever you do a charitable giving, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on streets so that people will praise them. I tell you the truth, they have the reward. But when you are giving, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your gift may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, because they love to pray while standing in the synagogues and on street corners so that people can see them. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. Whenever you pray, go into the inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you fast, do not look sullen like the hypocrites, for they make their faces unattractive so that people will see them fasting. I tell you the truth, they had their reward. When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others when you are fasting, but only to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not accumulate for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and devouring insect destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But accumulate for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and devouring insect do not destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. For wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of God for us. The passage that we have this morning is in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, and this is just a collection of teachings that Matthew has clumped together in order to kind of get just a general spine of what was normally taught by Jesus during his earthly ministry. We look at uh, the Gospel of Luke and its parallel, and we see that most of what's here in Matthews 5 through 7 is in Luke 6 in the Sermon on the Plain, but some of the other teachings are scattered throughout the rest of his Gospel. So Matthew clumps it all together. And some scholars know that there seems to be an interesting structure to the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus opens up with the Beatitudes, a grand announcement that the world is actually upside down from how we normally perceive it. Then he talks about a righteousness exceeding that of the Pharisees, where there's a dedication required of his people in the rest of chapter 5. And in chapter 6, he has this clump of three different practices that he wants people to use in a different fashion. This is a, a great passage. It's one that's very heart of the teaching of Jesus. I work for a Mennonite Brethren Church, and Mennonites begin to, when they talk about uh, using the Bible, they have like this image of a funnel, right? And like the Old and New Testaments together is the top of the funnel, and then the, below that's the New Testament, and then below that is the Gospels, and 
below that is the teachings of Jesus. And then uh, in particular, the Sermon on the Mount is at the very heart of the things that they give themselves to. So any question uh, about the faith, um, Mennonites pour it into the funnel and we begin to investigate Old New Testament, New Testament, Gospels, teachings of Jesus, Sermon on the Mount. I think this is a critical one here. So Jesus is giving a Sermon from the Mount according to uh, Matthew here, because he wants, Matthew wants to present Jesus as a greater Moses. If you go back to the book of Deuteronomy, Moses says, someone after me um, is someone that you should pay attention to. Someone like me who will come after me, pay attention to him. And so Matthew seems to be leveraging this mystery from the mouth of Moses from Deuteronomy to draw people's attention to Jesus. So just like Moses, who gave a law from a mountainside to a group of people to set them apart from everyone else, Jesus is doing the same thing. He is announcing a law from a mountaintop to set them apart from everyone else. And here in Matthew chapter 6, he juxtaposes those who use these very difficult spiritual practices like giving and prayer and fasting to somehow prove that their spirituality is deeper than most. He says, I want you to use them differently. Instead of trying to garner interest and approval and praise from others and that reward, there's another reward. Your father who sees in secret will reward you if you practice these things in secret. So what do we say here? Jesus is saying, do those same practices. So don't forego the practices of giving alms, of praying, and fasting, but use them for a different means. Uh, there's reward in the open and there's reward in secret. Uh, so those who use these practices to prove to others that they have a deep spirituality, they're going to be rewarded in the moment. People are going to pat them on the back. They might even invite them to be on committees and leadership teams in local churches, right? Um, they'll be perceived as one who is a holy and devout person, right? But if you do them in secret, you won't get that reward. Uh, you won't be able to have people pat you on the back. Uh, you won't be openly nominated for different positions uh, in a church or a ministry. But something else happens. There's an exchange that still happens when these things are done in secret. So these spiritual practices are important. Uh, one author called them voluntary weakness. We give ourselves over to weakness in order to gain spiritual strength. I love the way that the Anabaptist tradition talks about their use of Christian practices. They call it a simulated suffering because that allows us to shed the outer false self of who we are and to reveal and to see more clearly the inner self which is being created in the image of God. And so this is a simulated suffering. I mean, suffering comes into our lives at different times. We can't quite predict when suffering will happen to us, but uh, the Christian tradition says that we can be transformed uh, through seasons of suffering. And so instead of waiting on suffering to arrive on a doorstep, the devoted Christian in secret will expose themselves to the simulated suffering. And how does that happen? Well, when somebody fasts, they engage in a suffering of going without food for a given period of time. When somebody prays, that's also a simulated suffering where we don't take matters into our own hands, but we entrust them to God who's going to do them in his own timetable. And as we pray, we walk by faith after we do so, clinging to the promises of God. And giving is also a simulated suffering. We could have spent the, those resources on other things, things for our own pleasure or for our own gain. But instead, we're gonna we're gonna give them away and uh, allow God to uh, do whatever He would see fit with our resources and the economy of grace that He has in the world around us. And so, this is also a way in which we engage intentionally 
on spiritual formation. These types of practices, these three in particular that Jesus uh, talks about in Matthew chapter 6, they create the greenhouse of spiritual growth. So the question remains, are we going to engage in these practices? That's question number one. Question number two is, are are we going to engage in these practices in secret and seek the reward that we can find there? This is important to talk about on a day like Ash Wednesday because this is the beginning of the season of Lent, a season of lowliness that the church has practiced for ages because we know that as we engage in intentional faith formation, as we get closer and closer to Good Friday where Jesus is crucified and Resurrection Sunday when he's raised from the grave and we find it empty, we find ourselves growing in the knowledge and in the way of Jesus. So my admonishment for us as we turn to a time of prayer this morning is to ask a question. Are we going to engage in practices that will grow our faith? And the question number two, are we going to have the guts to do them in secret so as not to be rewarded by others, but be rewarded by our Heavenly Father alone who also sees in secret? So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you today that we hear Jesus' invitation to follow him, and we understand from his teachings that the narrow is the path towards righteousness where he leads us, and we think that that means that it takes seasons of lowliness and of a deliberate attempt to grow our faith through simulated suffering like giving alms and praying and fasting in order to know about the kingdom more and more. And so, Father, we start this day, and we confess to you that that's our desire. Our desire is to know Jesus at greater depth. Uh, He is the life that is truly life. Um, He gives out everlasting life and he asks us to abide in him. And so today we take upon the season of Lent before us as we start it today, a season where we will forego things in fasting and in sacrifice. And we pray that as we do so, you would help to allow us to arise above the temptation to do that in front of people in order to gain praise from them and to simply uh, offer ourselves in a lowly way to the audience of one. So, Father, we pray that you would reward us in secret because you promised that you would do so. Allow us to know the thrill of following you and the joy of being your kids. So we pray that as we start our first step towards the cross and the season of Lent on this Ash Wednesday, be with us, speak to us, grow Christ's image within us so that we can know you more and more. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.